we should start off with you saying what's the why does no one do 90s and then we can do like a seinfeld theme like right after and then get back just add in like a sort of texas feature reenactment of the like past (laughs) or 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 even better we can do a natural text to speak which is you can just say the things you've been saying for the last minute (laughs) why uh what's the deal with airline food why hasn't well has it well my actual question was has anyone made a sci-fi series that's like based on 90s aesthetics Mm, as far as well i mean sci-fi series well there is a universe i don't want a wachowski's cinematic universe yeah yeah some of the some of the i mean that but that was like made in the 90s i was gonna say also star trek not 90s star trek is like 90s in the future basically it seems like it uh, seems like for some reason retro stops at 80 when i think i feel like you know it's been 30 years since the 90s well that's because like retro future well retro futurism is sort of like it, i think it has to also to do with just like ideology right because the 90s are sort of like seen as this end of history like there's a shift in ideology from like 80s looking forward and sort of like uh, we're going to explore the universe, we're going to do all this, we're going to go to space. In the 90s, sort of a lot of those uh, ideas are kind of not I there see. because we're at the end of history. We're sort of, uh, you know, just polishing the brass on the Titanic. When did uh, White Wolf put out the masquerade? Was that in the 90s? Sure. Uh, no I think idea. early 2000s like has a more interesting, uh, I don't know, like ontology no. than early like... 2000s uh, is early, well, like for like... Like fucking corn, evanescence, limp biscuit, way better than like anything the nineties well, produced. No, no, like Ross and about, Rachel. We're not talking about the errors. We're talking about the like the like you know fantasy and sci-fi yeah, versus created. But like in the early two thousands, you have like well, for example, the Masquerade, which is not exactly. I mean, it's apparently a fu- it's a fun game. People claim but uh it's oh exactly. there's one there's one like sci-fi game you could try to say is sort of set in the 90s because it's like uh the it's almost like the stalker universe right where it's sort of like the fall of the soviet union and you kind of have like uh, a lot of these these different factions and aliens coming up like that's very it's a very 90s aesthetic uh at least talking about in the eastern uh block i'm trying to remember what it's called i talk about like I- i'm mentioning like the the things that happened in terms of like culture in, in the 90s only because that really influences like the aesthetics and the art that's made then and the way we like remember it because like retrofuturism is like our way of remembering the 80s and 70s but the 90s is just all just like sequins and the suburban middle class and different subcultures but i think nothing really interesting happened to like you know white nothing people happened in the 90s not okay. nothing happened but nothing interesting happened to white people is what i'm saying as in and by white people i mean white people in the west like crazy stuff happened in eastern europe africa had a really harsh time of it 
and, you know, like ethnic minorities and gender minorities and etc. You know, really interesting time back then. You had like a lot of, you had lesbian Avengers, you had like a lot of the like transgender movements and so on and so forth. You had like Camp Trans, that was 90s, right? But you didn't like um like in terms I mean, of like, like the middle class white people nothing really interesting happened i think 90s. there was a wave of feminism but it kind of just sucked in my opinion for white people I mean, and that's why it's hard to remember uh, the one I, the one i was talking about is there's this uh one called stalker 7 it's s7 i believe and it's basically like um a kind of a uh, russian game where it's like a war game it's like post apocalyptic like a lot of the post apocalyptic stuff is sort of based around uh aesthetically at least the fall of the soviet union in the 90s where you have like a lot of these disparate factions fighting mm. over resources and things like that of course um it takes a lot of references from the stalker video games which came out in the early 2000s and uh, which of mm. course takes it from the stalker movie tarkovsky all that good mm. stuff but like it's sort of like the the uh, 90s and sort of early 90s where um the fall of the soviet union there was still like you know a, uh, anxieties about nuclear power and what nuclear weapons, you know, would fall into whose hands, and that's the sort of thing that's sort of uh, uh, showcased, at least in this tabletop. I don't know if this is the exact one I was talking about, but I'm looking at it now, and it seems pretty interesting. Like unpacking my feelings a bit more, I think it's literally that, like the ninety, like when I think of an, like what I've been thinking of is like for mainstream commercial viability, and it sounds that like Stork has been very like commercially viable, etc. But at the same time, like when you think of the 90s as an era, it doesn't stand out compared to some of the other eras, even though a lot happened. That's very interesting. Come to think of it. But you just have to like pan out to a lot of like, um, what do you call it? Um, Below the pedestal sort of like. um, Oh, I just realized um, we did not do intros. Does it really matter? Yeah, it's, no one's no one's listening. No one's listening. Just, okay, well, no. whatever. I, I, I'm, but yeah, no, I. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just like, um, yeah, I just think that, like, in terms of the main polity, nothing really interesting happened because like I, things I, were still in the works. I feel like you guys just have a very negative attitude about this because it really should be like. I mean, it's more it's less of a. It's less of there's no nothing happened in the nineties. Therefore, there's ergo there's no nineties based universes. And really, it, it's more that uh, people like the 80s too much. And therefore, there should be 90s based universes. Well, all the, pe- all the no, people I... who have nostalgia for the 80s are in power, I think, right now, is the thing. Uh, no, I mean, no, like, no. Like, like, Trump is sort of like the Ur example, or like, was in power. Trump is like the Ur example of that. Like, uh, people who have like this really big nostalgia for the 1980s. Not, not only from like, a, you know, Trump who like was like sort of... Uh, the big mogul of that period and like like sort of like trying to reclaim lost glory but you have people more like who grew up during that time like cultural producers like even someone like jj abrams who has sort of like this this nostalgia for his childhood i think that we just haven't come around to that and all the people yeah. who are producing things now who have the okay, power okay, and who but, have other things, uh, you know uh, I'm, I'm thinking more like the i'm thinking more like you know the miniature games the the rpgs i'm thinking a, a, more of a sorry indie perspective you know How do you separate that from like the era and also i am coming around like 100 percent to your point of view it's just like um like i said like i think there's just been a radical like 
Like, it's it's difficult to imagine the 90s as a period only because, um, you know, like, Wait. culture is so rooted around, like, the white okay. middle class experience. I am, but I was... Well, but I agree, alive? like, the were interesting stuff in existed. I was two years old in the 90s, I mean, so I know so everything I feel, about I it. Like, I had a year of the like, 90s. I feel like it might have something to do with Oh, you're younger than me? Wow. Uh, I mean, like, I wasn't alive in the 90s either. But, you know, I feel like it might have something to do with the fact that if you haven't lived it, you know, it's sort of, you know, because I mean, like, I can think of, you know, do you not think that? No? I'm like, no, I think we live with we, the 90, like, if, I mean, even if you're born in, like, you know, like, say 2010, um, in 20 years time after that, so in 10 years from now, you're still going to be living the 90s in a way because we are stuck in this liberal like permaculture and also like, you know, the, the future and the past all affects each other and whatever. So like, I, I don't think like you actually have to, and also like, depending on where you lived, the 90s was not that much different from the, um, what do you call it? The 80s. From like the early the 2000s. Oh, uh, the early 2000s, but I think like even then, like the early 2000s, like the 90s are also sort of overshadowed by like you know the war on terror and what happened in 9/11 and just sort I of like the global conflict. You see, yeah, you see, you don't think you say nothing happened in the 90s, but I'm thinking you know from no, I'm not saying stuff. nothing happened. I'm, I'm saying no, no, yeah, I'm, I'm saying I'm, everything I'm, happened outside the West, basically, like, or within groups within the West, like those cultures. I just don't okay, think. Okay, well, what I'm trying to say is that in the 90s. Uh, I was what I was trying the point I was about to make was that I mean like from the various perspectives here, you know you have the war terror in terror, war on terror in America, you have the troubles in Northern Ireland, uh, you know you have, it was a very I mean like you know when I think of the nineties I think the Good Friday Agreement I think you know oh yeah that's true. But that's kind of what I'm saying as well, because, like, when we talk about, like, the main polity of the UK, you think, like, England, and then, like, Ireland is, like, an occupied zone. So when I'm saying nothing happened, I just mean, like, nothing that interesting happened within England itself and, like, the suburbs of America. All the interesting stuff was happening. It was this process of, like, I don't know, exporting violence abroad again but in this very interesting way like i guess like the, i can't remember when the falklands were was that the 80s or the 90s or was it on the cusp but like you know like it's when it comes thatcher, to the church the 80s yeah that was thatcher that was uh 80s fair enough but like what i mean is like with the um oh yeah that's 82 and 83 um what i mean though is like um with like the troubles, for example, like it's it's and it's it's difficult to uh, in this sort of definition, like really consider that like a part of the nineties, almost from the perspective of like English people who want to forget about it, or like um, all right, all right, I'm about gonna, I'm gonna, can I? I'm gonna really the reason I brought this up is I that's about why aren't there nineties themed universes and more like if there was one what would it be like well again i think i think my answer would be just uh you know sort of like that stalkerish vibe i mean mean, when we're talking about the 90s like what are the what are the big things that are in the 90s everyone everyone would have to be be, in the west 
it would always everyone would have to be saying about how how surprised they are. It's not the eighties anymore, and how excited they are for the two thousands. Oh, oh, all right, all right. Amazing, amazing tabletop idea. What if we had one where it's like Y two K actually happened, and sort of like because of that, everyone is sort of stuck in that paranoia. It's like a, it's like the post apocalypse, but it's just because like uh, computers have sort of like most of them have been destroyed, and everyone's sort of like fighting over scraps of like you know computer parts because of the Y two K disaster. People are. I'm imagining like a cross between Hackers, the movie, and like Threads. Yeah. <laughs> what about sort of... like I'll add another element? It's like Y2K, right? But like mm-hmm. half a game exists in a dream realm, and half the realm exists in just like white middle class suburb, and you can't really figure out which one's the dream realm because both realities start to get kind of fucky. But one's just a boring. You know, like, the internet's just been invented, you know, you've got, like, wheels on your shoes now. And then, like, the other half of it is you're just, like, somewhere where politics actually happens. And you're, like, experiencing these, like, horrible things that are happening to, like, this other world. And it's stuff like, whatever you choose to do... In so, this so basically what you're saying is, almost like, if, as if there's, like, a white fun. enclave that sort of, like... Did, like, 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 hoards all the technology and all the all the stuff in order to maintain this very, you know, American like sterilized lifestyle. That would be oh, interesting. It's like completely two different like stories taking place like in seemingly different universes. But like, whatever happens in one affects the other. So, for example, if your like character wants to have like, um, go and get like, um, I don't know, like a, a diet coke or something, or like some sort of stupid energy drink. Um, in the other world, there's, like, a economic recession that's based around, like, the price of sugar or something. And so you have to cyber hack your way into a factory. So basically, it's like, it's like, a, it's like almost like the Matrix in a sense. But yeah, it, it, it would be kind of, it's like very Matrixy, where it's like your, uh, you know, fake sci-fi uh, thing is just all about... Um... Did I tell you... Did I... <laughs> tell you guys about um my idea for what was it what i call it uh ship birds what is it which was uh just <laughs> a way to uh, it was a way to tor- designed to torture annoying players in rpgs where you basically just have them do like mundanely bad things <laughs> you know uh something like you know the example we the example we came up with was like uh you know there's a uh orc you know you go to like uh you go to like um a gastro pub run by an orc and he sells you all he sells you uh black market cigarettes that then you have to offload to impressionable 80 year old elf kids at, at you know like college or something 80 yeah, oh yeah like they get their elves. yeah oh oh man not, I was on the, say- not on the not on the podcast yeah well, I think, oh, yeah, so that'd be sick. funny. That would, be, I think also just like the idea of, I don't know, for a second I thought you were going to say you walk into the orc bar and your quest is to call the orc a slur or something and piss him off oh, and just no, go away. No, no, that's not mundane. Well, it's I a mean, terrible that is, idea. Well, that is pretty mundane, just to, just mundane evil is just calling there people was, names. But the, it started out, okay, that was like where it ended, where it ended up with an idea for an actual game. But what it started out was, it was an idea of you purposely go and find yourself like four of the, you know, terrible R- R- RPG players, the sort the, the, that guys well that was oh. my idea yeah was it i think 
Yeah, was, I fucking came it, up with this. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, oh, it was so fucking good. Carry on, then, carry on. And then you have them. And then you have them do something like you have them build a wall for an entire session, and just see how long it takes them to to crack. I was also thinking, like, part of this would be like you would literally force them to. Um like confront their own personal insecurity so you you wouldn't have like a psychological profile but one of the characters would be like an orphan or something right and then they'd be like oh like you know how rpg characters like are they just like give the edgiest character possible like my parents were killed in a genocide and i killed their families and the women and the children too and i hate sand it's like that <laughs> but like you have the added twist of their parents are very much alive you didn't talk to them about it. And they keep getting letters from her parents like, we miss you so much. We washed your underwear. Oh, yeah, and the pension scam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It turns out you're running a pension scam and you insist that it is a pension scam no matter how much the player says it isn't. <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Yes, yeah, it, this, okay. This, I, I don't know. This is what it seems. As much... <laughs> As much as it seems, seems like like fun if you have the right group of players, but also at the same time, this also seems to come from like RPG horror stories where it's just like the DM is just out to get everyone and is just no. kind of like mentally torturing them that's in it. very yeah, mundane I, ways. Is a hundred? I'm hundred percent gonna make it at some point because it's it's a <laughs> I love it as He's an too. idea. Well, I mean, but my idea for, like, a, if I ever wanted to make a tabletop RPG, I wanted to make, like, a skirmish RPG that was based around the Coal Wars in West Virginia. That would be fun. And very interesting. Just yeah, kind not... of, like, I don't know how I would design it, though. Um, you know, you yeah. have sort of, like, low-level conflict there, but I think I think the biggest thing is just, like, designing the miniatures. You have, like, a lot of... There's a lot of interesting um, pictures from that time period, and we kind of know... and. It, you can like have sort of like a battle in like a tent city or something like that. Just make it sort of like a skirmish thing, and then you can add on like other like um, if you wanted to like expand it, add on like other labor, you know, unrest. I call it speaking as like because uh, I I just wrote a sign that was very uh, zane. Shit, which one is it? Not ah, fuck it. I can't. You're getting in my zane. Sign. Z- yeah, I just wrote a zane uh, <laughs> that um, that was like very sort of the a very uh, leftist theme as well and basically what you want to do at the start is you want to write something you cannot possibly legally publish you want to write something that reads like the unabombers uh <laughs> like you know own like rpg and then you just want to go successfully water it down until you till you think you could get away with it that's amazing you know? so yeah. it's doing good by the way Thanks for asking. I hope you're doing funded. okay. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's like... Plug it. Money. Keep going. But yeah, like I said, I feel like there's not a lot of... Um, all the sort of conflict is sort of... Or like all the tabletop war games are especially focusing more around um, bigger conflicts where you have sort of like you organized armies fighting against each other. You don't really have... There's actually a couple of them. There's actually one where you can, um, I saw, uh, that was based on the Iraq war. And it was very interesting to um, sort of see one side, the Americans play very, you know, traditionally like a tabletop army. And then you have the other side where they're like, you basically have like a little sheet that you're moving troops around with between buildings secretly. 
that you can't that the other side can't see. Um, sort of same thing with sort of some of the Vietnam War stuff. Uh, there was a good one by uh, what was it? It was Nam. It, it's called the rule set is called Nam, and yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Uh, let me look at it. I don't know how I feel about like actually parodying like real life events. Well, you're not parodying it. I feel like Vietnam is safe because you know. Oh, Vietnam, yeah, but the Gulf War, maybe not. It's it's okay. But but again, this is not, I wouldn't say parodying it. Just sort of like. Sorry, but representing. I think parody would actually be almost better. But I disagree. I think that, I like, think you Vietnam know, Vietnam would probably just be annoying to have to model. You'd have to get so many trees. Oh yeah, Iraq would be Iraq would be easier. Because it would just be you could just do like you know buildings. What about this? Just like um, it's a game, and it's only the it's only it's two players, and one of them is a the the American player, and the other person just punches them in the dick every time the other person like <laughs> opens their mouth. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think like, sort of how you portray these things is you kind of have to have an honest historical discussion about it, and sort of like if you're going to portray like labor struggles and stuff like that, um, you you don't want to you know, sort of make it up where it's like you fetishize people coming in to crush it. You have to sort of like, you know Who would do who would play that side? I feel like you know, who would play that? Oh, there's, the there's plenty of people side. who play you play many people play the bad guy side. I mean you it play would be the Germans in like you know bolt bolt. No, um, yeah, 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 in, in bolt action. And not all of those players fortunately are Nazis. Some of them are and some of them will yeah. you'll end up, but the easiest thing to do is just kick those people out. Also, but simultaneously, I know, some I of the it, nicest bull players are German players because they're the people who are like, "Well, someone's going to play these; may as well not be a Nazi." You yeah, know? exactly. Plus, they're not. They're actually like the second. Well, they're actually well. They're they're my uh, what you call it to like a play style. Obviously, the Soviets are number one, but like mm-hmm. the Germans are the second one. They have a very fun play style in bull. But um. I mean, someone's got to someone's got to play it just because, like you know, they're sort of like the big bad guys. But so long as you have like an honest Plus, thing, so long as you don't of, have like role like, to commit war crimes, yeah, I think it's also that... sort of like praxis when I do it because I'm terrible at the game. So mm. the Germans are going to lose. That's fair too. I just think that you have to be sort of smart about it, and I get like your reservations about it. But you're going to have to, you know, if you're going to do something like this, you got to have to be very smart and make it very clear that, you know, what these people did was sort of horrible. Or you could just do what most people do and uh, change the setting and make everything very thinly veiled pastiches. Which I think is best. I kind of disagree. I think that sometimes, like, especially when we're talking about, like, n- not a lot of people know about labor history, at least for me, and I kind of want to use, I would use this as sort of like a a jumping off point to sort of talk about that. If you had like a, if I had like a rule book or something like that, I'd go into sort of like the history of it, basically like, like a short, like hip hop history book. Um, and then sort of, uh, in order to, you know, I can't wait to hear your, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> your cold, your fucking Molly Maguire's rap. You get the kid, the get you know, you're going to perform it in front of the class to get the yes, the kid yes, kid. exactly. But like that's just that's the sort of thing where it's like, yeah, you could do sort of a pastiche, but like everyone sort of has this, this pastiche. That's a sort of I think that's it's easier, and I think it can be a little bit, you know, it kind of cheapens it where it's sort of like, oh, you know, this isn't real, this isn't sort of like real life. 
Whereas, because I mean, like for instance, with stuff in Warhammer, where you're trying to like Warhammer again, one of one of their biggest failures is like when you're trying to talk about like fascism and stuff. Uh, it is a parody of fascism, but at the same time, because it's sort of veiled, it doesn't. Uh, you can't really have that communicate, you know, that honest communication about how fascism operates because it's mired in satire and sort of pastiche. At least that's that's my opinion of it. Plus, if I ever made this game, I'd probably donate like half the half the proceeds to the IWW or something. So, so like, I mean, just in general, like, I mean, trying to try and make a like any sort of managers game is a massive barrier, you know. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, you know, you know, you try, you got your choices are you make it agnostic, you make it managers agnostic, and then it gets sort of well, then you don't have it, you know. that's a whole nother thing. And you're also competing with like stuff like Frostgrave or Stargrave now. And then anything, you know, anything else is, and it's got this massive, you know, anything that requires managers has this sort of buy-in required that, you know, you can't, you can't, you know, you, can, you can't sell it as like, like a five point uh, zone. And just mm-hmm. kind of go, go through every possible pronunciation. No, I agree with you. Like that's, that's a good point actually. I was going to say something as well, and by the way, I'm not an expert on either of these two figures, and I actually haven't even read the second. So, like, I think comes to mind that there's, like, two very critiques of, like, to talk about, like, two, two, two theorists who talk about art and race of different ways. And I think one of them is, like, um, Nietzsche who argues that any art that tries to represent reality directly is going to fail, and also isn't very good so art should actually attempt to parody or satire or you know uh whatever it's trying to talk about and that's how like um you know you actually tell that story and in this case the artist also doesn't matter because this is like a work of fiction that you have to try your hardest that that like is interpreted by the person who experiences it and on the exact opposite kind of end of this well not even the exact opposite but a different take is like uh Lyotard, um not even sure how to pronounce his name because i am definitely not expected not an expert in him and he argues that the way to like represent a tragedy is not to try and represent it uh, i guess like he he also argues that you shouldn't really try to represent it too directly or rather um you should try to, to represent it very directly so for example like he specifically talks about the holocaust i think and he talks about like um one issue with the Holocaust is trying to represent it with these um, methods of visualizing it that um, try to tell it in a very direct way, but at the same time end up filtering it for a medium, and that doesn't really work. So his solution is to say, like, look, if you want to like talk about this thing directly, you have to do that. You just have to talk about it directly with as few barriers um, as you can. So, like... I guess, like, with the Holocaust, it would be, like, Shoah um, versus um, Schindler's List, for example. Whereas, like, you know, like, some of the scenes in Schindler's List, as tragic as they are, can sometimes be interpreted comedically, especially when decades, like, pass since its release. But no scene in Shoah can ever be misrepresented like that. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen, um, have heard of this comic called Mouse, M-A-U-S. Yeah. But it's a way of telling, like, the Holocaust between, like, um, but by, like, um, representing uh, different characters as, like, rats or mice and other characters as other animals. 
and it's like i think it's like geared towards children more than adults but it's geared towards both and the person who made it is jewish as well and of course like i'm not jewish i'm not trying to like say like this is how you have to do what but also an interesting thing about that is that it it makes me slightly uncomfortable and maybe that's the point of the art but it feels very weird to be looking at the holocaust but everyone's like a malnourished mice mm. and i feel like you know like something like showa is more palette more more serious because you it's actually like testimonies from people who went through holocaust however there's probably the amount of people who have actually watched Shoah probably don't like number more than like i don't actually have any frame of reference but it's 13 hours right mm. i've totally brought the tone down but i feel like um if you're going to like represent something right like there's many approaches but i personally feel that i would either go for like a satirized parody of it or like just straight up like hey this is an rpg we just fooled you actually it is recordings of interviews from people who were involved in the coal miner strike and oh yeah i think eight hours listening to these interviews so what i'm getting here is we're gonna resurrect some coal miners or we're gonna get some actual coal miners nigh we're gonna we're gonna hunt some people dying in the appalachians Mm. and we're gonna we're gonna have them write an rpg for us yeah, the RPG <laughs> is all just reading a book. You know what I was thinking of? VHSs. That's something you never see. You see, like, you know, cassettes. You get those, but, like, there's no, like, they don't use in, like, you know, sort of in the 80s sort of sci-fi universes. You, you got, like, cassette futurism, but it's, it doesn't have VHS in it. You know, they have discs. They have, like, you know, because that's futuristic, but they don't have VHSs. So what I'm thinking is, the 90s universe, obviously, again, everyone has to be remarking about how it is the 90s, and that's an odd thing. <laughs> and then they also, be, like, holograms, you want to run a hologram, you put in the VHS first, you know? This is almost getting, actually, if you want to talk about uh, art that deals with, like, the 90s, you can make the argument that as much as, um, what should we call it, the... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy deals with the 80s. It also has a very 90s aesthetic in a certain sense. Some of the art style is sort of like that 90s where it's very um, the very pastel colors and a lot of those neonish colors. That's sort yes, of like a hold of over. Course, they hold the RPGs, uh, the illustrations would all be in uh, purple, light blue, and white. Of course, that would be the, because that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the, you know, the cool cup. A yeah. strange 90s to me is like, technologies that almost worked but absolutely could not have worked no matter what and is there any way to incorporate like shitty barely feasible technology okay. into the thing what if the rpg abandoned the 90s perspective what if it was just the, the focus of the rpg or like one of the main characteristics of the universe was just that everything was really terrible like it was all a bunch of like elon musk sort of hype products that don't really work Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, you could you could definitely do like an interesting RPG where it's this like hologram, it's yeah, like Ancapistan. An RPG set in Ancapistan would be so fun. Like yeah, you right. have like you know crypto mining and like you know like crypto land is like a thing. Which by the way, <laughs> do we want to talk about crypto land? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I could. Oh, like, like don't well, like making actionable land. threats. Well, actually, well, actually, the funniest thing about that is that oh, that anime. Have you seen the animation? Which one? The NFT animation or the... The, the Crypto Land animation. Uh, Mia B. 
No, well, actually, I haven't because I, I I don't look at it, but I might have heard of it. Basically, the in classic crypto in classic crypto bro style, they stole like all of the assets from it and like made this like sh- really shitty animation, like like um three D animation. So basically, they flipped a bunch of assets from like um what it was a the the main character is flipped from like an a crypto app that like went under. Um, the other ones are just like unity assets. Some of them, most of them, uh, the, actually there's a couple of artists that were like, I did not give you permission to use this in your work. I'm going to sue you. Uh, fun. So fucking crypto people and, uh, ownership for, for all the times crypto people talk about ownership. They sure love to steal things from other people and talk about the security of ownership. They sure love to just fucking, just fucking yoink things from people. Especially with art and NFTs, I feel like Incredible. I feel like it's one of those things where you know, do you ever read certain like material or whatever, and you can tell when it was written because of what they're talking about, you know, like um, like you know, you read something and you're like, oh well, this was definitely during like the eighties because of the, mm-hmm. all the like Cold War and nuclear stuff in it or like this was definitely during like the gulf war because of you know like or like you know it was like you know nowadays or like a more modern example um you know like when it's talking about like uh i feel like well i feel like crypto is the like modern version of that Mm -hmm. where like in 10 years when (laughs) no one remembers what crypto is or in 10 you years know, when we're all fucking forced to use crypto. Everyone will and... be like, oh, this was definitely written, like, you know, or like COVID as well. You mm-hmm. know, people are going to look at like Station Eleven. And I mean, like, it's 100%. Although there's, it's a, it's kind of hard to tell because there was a, consp- there was a suspicious amount of media that came out about worldwide pandemics during and before COVID, you know? It's just sort of. It was a really it was wishful weird... thinking. I think. well, the we'd all everyone was saying that there was going to be another pandemic because of just they tend to happen every once every hundred years, so we need to be prepared. Like the movie Pandemic, like literally, like if you watch it, it's it's amazing because it talks about um, like social distancing and stuff and all the stuff and like PCR testing in 2010. Yeah, that movie well, is fascinating because it's exactly what happened because everyone knew that this was going to happen uh, except unless you were your name was Donald Trump and you didn't and you gutted the you know CDC uh, like a neoliberal hack um, yeah the only people that didn't know didn't were caught blindsided by it were politicians who I just feel like were, were just doing wishful thinking. I feel like writing a like a you know like a, a sort of like a narco capitalist like an RPG just uh, even just to satirize it would be so life draining that like it's too close to potential reality. I can imagine you know in like you know a hundred years reading ahead. Well, if humanity's still alive at that point, uh, reading a headline something along the lines of like shuttle batteries explode on on land pa- on landing pad. You know, Emily at twelve, sort of Moscow shuttles, SpaceX shuttles. Well, that's like the same thing with um, Musk Bezos. But I mean, like that's sort of like the Bioshock thing, where it's like the thing that's being parodied sometimes. Like, like you know, who really loves Bioshock is um, 
Abby Shapiro, that's Ben Shapiro's sister, her um, husband has a whole video about how much he loves Bioshock, which is the funniest thing in the world because Ben Shapiro always pretends to be like a big libertarian guy. And that that is like the anti-libertarian, you know, text of our time or video game of our time, I should say. And like, but people are so withdrawn from reality that they don't see it as that they just see wow, cool world. Like again, like with Warhammer and fascism, like like, like that sort of thing. And then and then people lean into that where you start to it starts to get more corporatized and starts to get more watered down, and the message is less you know there. This is why you see. This is why I keep pivoting back to using to, to only having skeletons in RPGs because <laughs> you can't have evil skeletons. Not really. You can have you can have evil skeletons. You have you have at best you have skeletons being used for evil purposes, but the skeletons aren't the ones doing the evil. They're you know, skeletons, have are, skeletons are inherently socialist for a start. <laughs> you know, everyone—they're all dead. They all have a skeleton. Equal in death, you know. Yeah, but even in some like like in 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 Age of Sigmar, like uh, the skeletons are like capitalists because they're using the bones of people what, as the like... ones that in Gash built out of they're not skeletons; those are constructs made out of bones. Ah, uh, dude! Wow. Work, right? Oh hey, no, they're not skeletons; they're constructs made out of bones. Come to think of it, there's that um old saying like the only thing certain in life are death and taxes, and if you're already dead, then you I mean, fucking. Taxes. Oh, but like taxes are the next concern. Like, what's going to happen with your taxes? Like, what are you going to do about it? What are you they being try used and tax for? A skeleton. The yeah, the people are too afraid of them. Taxes, tax libertarian. Not taxes. Are, are skeletons libertarian? No, I just I don't think they I don't think they um. Well, no, because that would require them to live within society. Or do they object dead. to their taxes being used for the? Skeletons don't have any wants, though, is the problem. So, I mean, they don't really need a society. Uh, yeah, they don't. Say. You, it's you, you, purely you aesthetics. You yeah, you can't really say that they're like socialists or something because, like, you can't be no, like, no, they oh. are socialists. They are socialist. Yeah, but they, no, you said they don't have any wants, but each according exactly. to his means. They're just vibing. I get, I get something that has no wants, not be socialist. I mean, socialists have wants. Easy answer. Well, yeah, sure. Skeletons, oh, so I suppose technically it wants to probably have emotional wants. They probably want to be loved. You know, I mean, we're not going to skip the obvious. We could be here all day. I mean, <laughs> they probably want to be loved. They, yeah. they, they, they're just all out there really hoping the gas notices you know, what, you know what? Another thing? Skeletons have the most solidarity out of any species. They do. It's, I mean, it's, they're all skeletons. Are skeletons really a species? You can have yes. I mean, Skeletons yeah. are a species. They have an ethnic identity. So when you when you die, we're all going to become transspecies to become skeletons. We no. have a we have a no no because you're not you're not the same person. Obviously, you're a skeleton. Yeah, get with the program. The skeleton and me you, is trying to come in out. Which case, I would I would like I don't know like Jeff Bezos. Is that his name? For some Jeff reason, Bezos. I, yeah, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Um, fucking, fucking Jeff skeleton. Bezos. Couldn't? Nah, you'd have to. He's not. He's not. He's just a skeleton. Nah. Socialist solidarity skeleton. Yeah, but what if what if he makes it so that his skeleton becomes like a construct that uh continues to, or like he like makes himself so that like his but skeleton yeah. becomes immortal and he can now uh 
therefore continue Amazon forever. No, that doesn't. Uh, that's not all. The, the other skeletons will take him down. The, the other skeletons will take him down. Yeah, he, he, see, that's the problem. Everyone's you just because uh, I mean you, you'll never you'll always be outnumbered with skeletons. Skeletons are also really good at communi- like policing that community as well. Yeah. Well, it's really it's well, a how lot easier. You... Yeah. Well, I, I don't think there's know. a lot of problematic skeletons. There are. It's impossible. Well, it really is hard to be. I mean, like you know. Um. Now I can't think of a single one. As I'm, like I've known many skeletons. They're also really like, but you know, as people without you know skin, organs, flesh, they're really favor of like restorative justice. I, I thought we were going to start yeah. getting into philosophy and talk about Deleuze, like the skeleton's the ultimate body oh. without organs. I don't know fuck all about Deleuze. <laughs> Deleuze is 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 so hard to read. We did an episode on my other podcast about it, and you have another oh podcast. My. Whoa, whoa! You have another podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm cheating on you. What's it called? It's called Furries Get Breadfield. I thought I always talked about talked about You've it. You've never talked yeah, about you this. Have. You have. You've never talked about this. Well, I just, I just thought this was something we had, and it was special. But I'm sorry. Look, State Farm gives everyone the same great weight, so you know you don't have to be mad about it. Skeletons are so natural musician musicians. Fun fact. <laughs> Is your other podcast? Most you're, you're making you're, podcast. Ma- you're making a lot of essentialist statements about skeletons that I don't know if I like. I'm sorry, but I, you find me a skeleton that disagrees. How many podcasts mm. do you reckon um, a, a skeleton has? None. I reckon no, it's an amount that they're far too cool for. The, uh... Yeah, they're I far reckon too that. Cool. But if they also did they have one, speak. they wouldn't be running another one behind their back, would they? Are you throwing shade now? I, I have never, I have never been like, oh man, I'm running another podcast behind <laughs> your back. I actually have. I, I don't look. I, don't, I, I have an open podcast relationship. Okay, it's it's cool. No, no, I um. If you actually yeah. on two two podcasts, the cringe from both of them cancels it. I and yeah now i'm not cringe you guys are all cringe and i'm not i'm the only non-cringe well, i'm i actually have a side 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 gig as well with my podcast oh well what, what podcast is that um it's called amber Nut- yeah, amber um, herself in a, in a am, amber screams into the void and my housemates pretend they can't hear anything <laughs> i live with people you see now you see here's the critical question the big one can mm-hmm. a skeleton swim does do skeleton i mean bones float bones float but do skeletons float skeletons are bones bones float oh, be a, you're the one who's being essentialist now uh, no that's more reductionist than well i guess i guess you could make this argument that it is sort of essentialist but like yeah they then can i am imagining skeletons the best way to travel across an ocean for skeletons to tie like rocks to your feet and walk along the bottom Oh, like Pirates of the Caribbean style? Or do you, like, tie yourselves together into a raft? Oh, man. T- skeleton rafts riding on skeletons. Now, that's the truly proletarian way. Like, they're like a bunch of ants making a raft. I'm so fucking based. Yeah. Base-pilled. Maybe you could take advantage of the dog's natural love of bones to sort of carry yourself over long distances, piece by piece. 
you can. But here's the most problematic thing about skeletons. They're leaving out invertebrates. Are is is a shell considered a skeleton? No, because it's not it's not humorous anyway. It doesn't sound <laughs> Fuck you. It just sounds oh, funny. <laughs> fuck you. I'm not even gonna fuck you. <laughs> skeleton the, the anatomy of a skeleton is it has to be naturally humorous, which all skeletons manage to be, you know, with their antics. Playing their ribs like xylophones. I'm just, I'm just imagining you like I'm, I'm just imagining you're going to someone's uh, um, funeral and you get up to speak like at their eulogy, and you're just like, they're inherently funnier now that they're dead because <laughs> skeletons are inherently funny, guys. You don't understand. This is great. I love skeletons. I, I fucking I love skeletons. <laughs> stop with the first sentence. They're inherently funnier now that they're dead. <laughs> and then just be yeah. like, thank you. And then just go around murdering people that you don't find funny because be they're fair, funnier there as a is skeleton. There, I could say I actually would say a lot of people with the whole propensity of like you know weeks are a lot oh. more fun than some of the people who the weeks being held for. Uh yeah. Um, I also like. I've just been thinking as well. Like I've just been imagining like a skeleton in like a little like tuxedo doing like stand up. And, like, the crowd is just a bunch of skeletons dressed in their Sunday best, just, like, chattering their teeth along. Yeah. These, like, do skeletons have funerals? What happens great. if a skeleton, like, gets, like... No, no, well, skeletons do have funerals, but they're, like, sort of, like, parties. Because, you see, when a skeleton gets... Obviously, skeletons, they got to get bored at some point, so they, they go, you know, they, they go back and they go into... They, they bury themselves again, <laughs> and they hibernate. Until they, you know, till they want to get, till they want to, you know, start doing stuff again. So they have funerals as like sort of going away parties, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, they feel. Uh, that's why we you should never wake a skeleton up. They're like, you know, it's like a vampire in their coffin, but it's a skeleton in a coffin. And they feel emotions, and like if they can, or do we have different emotions? Yeah, fun fact, actually, skeletons are the only things capable of feeling emotions. Humans <laughs> are just mimicking. Our, skele- our skeleton insides are like, it's like a, it's like gravitational waves, right? Like, the skeleton on the inside, their emotion bleeds out into this reality. But they're the, are, uh, it's just a simulacra of emotion. It's not real emotion. Skeletons are actually natural empaths. <laughs> <laughs> they love telling people about it. <laughs> We appropriated star signs from um, fr- from skeletons. Okay, well, no, no, no. It was them trying to tell them. us about the truth of skeletons and how we should all just become skeletons ourselves by just ritual mass suicide. Can you bejazzle a skeleton? Rather, can the, do skeletons yeah. bejazzle themselves? Well, it would be bedazzle for a start. <laughs> what did I say? Bejazzle. You said bajazzle, <laughs> like like you're like you're like you're playing like like vajazzle, like like no, like do you guys know about vajazzle? Vajazzle, that's when you that's when you bedazzle your vagina, right? Yeah, but I think I just mixed the two up. I was trying okay. not to bring up the other one up. <laughs> Why? Yeah, sure. Well, well, I mean, well you, you did two, a great job got, of that. You got two empty eye holes. You got teeth. You know, teeth are very people. People you have don't have a handled bones. Don't know this, but teeth are actually very loose. Once you know all the meat's gone, so that's true. Uh, do ske- you know, do they... skeletons like fuck, or do they not fuck? No, of course oh. not. They're skeletons. They bone. Nah, but <laughs> skeletons are purely asexual. They bone. 
Fuck nah, you. Not, not my skeleton. My, my skeleton's nasty as fuck. Oh, my skeleton gets down and dirty. Yeah, my skeleton's like a fucking horn dog. Oh well, actually, you can tell you can tell the skeleton's dead. gender because of the whiteness of their hips. So therefore, oh god, uh, oh, don't stop this! Don't do this! I'm I'm redacting you. I'm re- I'm redacted. I'm gonna I'm gonna get oh, cancelled for being a fucking dumbass turf. You can have yeah. one of those skeletons just have sort of what you call it, like friendship brothels instead of, or you just you you pay for like actual companionship. Oh god, I I was just thinking like. That du- the dumbass skeleton like transphobic argument doesn't make any fucking sense to me because they're like, huh? In thousands of years, people are gonna dig up your skeleton and you're gonna be. They're gonna say like, oh, this is a male. Haha. <laughs> I'm like, well, in thousands of years, I'm gonna be fucking dead. So who cares? Well, thousands. Of, the jokes on you because skeletons don't have gender. Yeah. Yeah. I also don't know if the bone arguments are even that valid. I don't know. Is that you can, actual, you, you like... can kind of, but it's hard. There's plenty of skeletons that are not. Usually, those actually come from like confirmations from you like DNA. But even then, like DNA, you know, obviously, there. I mean, there, we we've seen skeletons that are um, theoretically we believe them to be like some kind of like trans. I, I wouldn't necessarily call them trans because it's the the issue they is that. That, well, yeah, they were roommates, but Which like, like skele- skeletons that uh, had DNA of um, theoretically, you know, what we would call a side male at birth now, uh, that were buried in a way that was mostly reserved for females. So there is some suggestion that like that's like an early form of like transness, but like you know, transness is a whole other thing. In archaeology, when you don't know when you're not quite sure what it is, you just call it a ritual. Yeah, so, we should really rituals. change that to calling everything uh, that we don't know. Just call it trans. Yeah, Bro, I, was gonna um, say I think yeah, it was like the um, transgender warriors, where they were like looking at like ancient civilizations or whatever, or like they were trying to find like I can't remember if this was specifically to do with like old old like archaeology, but they were specifically in like a museum to try and find like examples of like gender divergence. They were just looking around. And then they asked about it because I think some of the things were like missing. And then one of the people like in the actual uh, museum like talked to Leslie Feinberg, um, who was like a trans Marxist Leninist activist. Yeah. Really fucking cool person. Um, and they like took 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 them like round back and literally just like showed them all the architect the archaeology and stuff and evidence that they had to like hide from one like a lot of archaeologists and two the general public because like you know like we are looking at the past through like a currently temporal lens so it's just like um so much history is covered up forgotten lost burnt down in the 1933 sexology institute fire uh, anyway that's my oh yeah that's that that's very true okay. but also at the same time like Hit, like museums tend to be very colonialist and sort of colonial based. Yeah. So uh, when you ever, whenever you have, you have like all these oddities sort of presented, but they're presented as if they are, you know, the other. It's sort of like an Orientalist notion where it's yeah. like, ooh, we're showing off all this stuff. Almost like zoos as well. The reason why you see a lot of African animals in like every single zoo is is because of colonialism. Yeah. Like just straight up, it's because of colonialism, which is good for conservation. 
bad for uh, pretty much everything else. But well, you see, this is another point I'm on here is the skeletons don't have colonial colonialism in their museums because you just have <laughs> old skeletons sitting on like stools. Telling people what uh, do, 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 do this, yeah, do, yeah. I was gonna say, do the skeleton, do the skeletons have skeletons in their museums? Do they just lock people behind glass and be like, hey, "Here's a really old guy." One of the weirdly, oddly specific things I always find so funny is when, like, in like drawings and stuff, people try and make skeletons like look, you know, like cartoons where they have like the old skeleton, mm-hmm. you know, like in Corpus Bride or whatever. <laughs> I just the idea of trying to make a skeleton look older is like an old man. Like it has like a beard or something. I'm fucking, I'm, what I'm saying is nothing. This is nothing. I'm just <laughs> making noises. I'm just talking to myself. We're we're all just talking to ourselves. The Scout Museum is great though. Well, At least I'm getting some of the podcast. It's going in the bones. The, the yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna this podcast went from talking about the '90s to just absolutely derailed talking about skeletons. This is and just I'm me here for you guys to give me ideas for the fucking bone sign. All right, not, Sorry, uh, do you not like Bone Leslie Feinberg? Bone Leslie Feinberg. Well, they're all all the skeletons are. You know, what if what if what if we what if what if for this RPG we took the skeleton out of Leslie Feinberg? I don't think we should do that. <laughs> should we fight without it? There's plenty of things that can live without skeletons. Why not Leslie Feinberg? I I don't think we should do that. I think Leslie Feinberg is. A, a treasured transgender element. Yeah, but if we, but, but oh, Leslie Feinberg's also dead. They are um, dead. They did die. So, you um, the skeleton. so we can just see now. Now, if our theory about skeletons is correct and they're fundamentally more humorous, and we are just mere reflections of our skeletons, we should dig up Leslie Feinberg, and she will be the like most feminist, like, most based person imaginable, yeah. skeleton imaginable. I was because... noting just, like, um, note on their gender. They, um, they Oh, is were... it they, them? No, I have that's the thing, they use any sort of pronoun. I think they prefer she, her, but, like, they were on, they were, they, like, sought out as a birch, and then they were like, oh, I'm gonna go and tea for a little bit, and then they went off tea. And then, like, you know, just, like, all sorts of weird gender stuff happened, and then they like embrace like the transgender as a label, and it's just like really cool. There's, they just there's have, like, a, a man, really, yeah. right? Transhumanist. There's a man uh, who will scrimshaw skulls. He does it's his like art thing. He scrimshaws mm-hmm. human skulls, and you can will him your own skull that he will then turn into a scrimshaw. I just scrimshaw? Been, I just like to get the word out there, you know. Uh, it's it's. Well, it's it's uh it's carving and it's bone carving for some oh, reason yeah. i heard for some reason i heard heard uh rickshaw and i was like he turns your how the fuck you turn a skull into a rickshaw so yeah basically you will him your skull now what i want to do though is i want the skull easy the thing is he doesn't get the skull back i want him to scrimshaw my skull and then force it as a part condition of my will for my family to keep it somewhere publicly displayed I want what my skull around like with that with all the flesh still on it, just around my parents' necks, just like they have to carry it around everywhere, crying. Smells until like it naturally just drops off. Okay, you see, my my thing was wacky. Yours was just. <laughs> I love my well, parents, we... but I want them to hate me in death so they can move on. 
what is this like Pirates of the Caribbean where like Jack Sparrow goes up to his dad and he's like, how's mom? And he just pulls out a shrunken head. He's like, oh, she looks lovely. I'm thinking like, you know, you, if you want to do that, Amber, a much more effective thing is that you have your skull filled with concrete and then you have it tied around their legs and then pushed into the ocean. Well, I don't want to kill them. him. I was oh, thinking more did. like that episode of Friends where I think um, Chandler goes away or like Chandler kills fucking Chandler <laughs> kills himself and um, Joey like acts mean towards him so he will like not miss him as much but actually he will miss him as much but I'm just gonna really fuck up everyone I know now what I... you want to do is okay you want to wait till your parents are also dead I mean their, their skulls you get their skulls and then you get all three of your skulls and you melt the bone together and and so this is like a superior it, form it, of skills. Skull. I mean, is this like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, where if I get all the skulls together, I become an alien? No, oh, yeah, I'm into that. But um, I don't know why I said that like that. Oh god, I'm looking at the fucking uh, subreddit right now, and apparently there was uh, the Warhammer Fantasy moderators uh, ban or banning going on a banning spree because people don't like Arch Warhammer and Warhammer Fantasy. Which is cool because they linked a fucking video of his. Oh, oh nice, gosh. Nice. The well, fucking as a society, we have to stop fucking like accommodating fascists so much. Like we don't need them. Let's mm. just fucking. Well, Warhammer you know is haunted I... by a specter, the specter of Arch Warhammer. If I was, if I was a sculptor at Warhammer, I think what I would do my whole like my lifetime mission would be just every time they get me to sculpt an Eldar. I make it slightly longer proportions until Ooh. over the course of like a decade, maybe twenty years, maybe thirty. I'll do, I'll do, I'll do this for, for as long as it takes. You have like just <laughs> coiled up noodle arms around the base. I was thinking, even for like the skull, you just make the skull slightly bigger, like that one guy on Wikipedia who made until the they're cone heads. Yeah, until they're like, until they're literally just cone heads. Fucking stairs. <laughs> just round out all the edges slowly more and more until they're a sphere. Oh my god! I realized I have to. I oh, by the way, I got a new. I actually built my first PC recently for like under 300 pounds which is pretty decent wow but that means that i don't have access to my reddit account that i've owned for all of one month wow horror of horrors sorry carry horror. on horror oh of horrors God. well i mean don't There's you have two... don't you have it on your phone no i have like different account on my phone that i don't use you don't know the password i don't know shit yeah, why don't you know the password i don't know anything the 90s uh world you would have to probably incorporate tamagotchis i feel like that was a big maybe kinder eggs oh my god oh, oh in order to raise a kid you have to have a like tamagotchi dread. and if you don't feed them like the kid kids, dies kids are grown in clone vets but i i kind of is tama is a tamagotchi i kind of <laughs> like the like uh sort of like white suburbia aspect of it where it's like you have like people raiding and like getting all like this post-apocalyptic environment and all this technology just to rebuild like i don't know tech decks and like the the lamest shit imaginable even like fucking like i don't know if we were going to go early 2000s like you like you know go onto the wastes and get all this technology to rebuild a fidget spinner or that something like stupid 90- oh my god 
I've just been looking up. I just looked up a list of like things every cool kid growing up in the 1990s owned, and one is a Bart Simpson T-shirt. Can we incorporate that oh. into the canon? What if what if there was a cult of The Simpsons? You just you just had people who didn't understand The Simpsons anymore, and they just sort of oh, start no, no, worshiping no. Okay. it. <laughs> which which one? Okay, well, I'm very confused. Are we? Is this an aesthetics '90s sci-fi, or is this it actually was the '90s? No, aesthetic oh. '90s, where it's well, like. Then- it- Yes, it would have to. You would have to make it copyright safe. It would have to be, you know, like Ford. Oh uh, yeah, well, you, you, you you could definitely. I mean, you did basically say like you know. Yeah, obviously, yeah. you don't use no, the actual no, no, Simpsons, I've, but you... I've got a list of like nine fifty things from the nineties. Should I just like shout no, things out one every thirty don't. seconds? And you tell me like how it incorporates into this uh, universe. I, yes, yes, no, yes. I mean, like you see, the thing is, the Spice thing, Girls. W- uh, really gonna... yeah, I'm, we're doing it. We're doing it. Um, Spice Girls. Oh God. Uh, the only thing I think is another cult. But the other, uh, what if the Simpsons cult and the Spice Girls cult fought? That'd be fun. There we go. Now we have the table. Now we have a. Uh, uh, Sam, this one's just for you because uh, I've noticed you weren't really engaging with the last one. Um, <laughs> O.J. Simpson's low speed car chase and subsequent trial. <laughs> Yeah, so OJ Simpson will be in the 90s themed universe. OJ Simpson's and the god emperor one, of this universe. In, the, in this one, he will. He, he No, in, in this one, he didn't murder his wife. In, in the, the Hollow Trial, in the Hollow Trial, he put on the Nintendo Pyre glove and it didn't fit. Therefore, he was acquitted. <laughs> oh Thanks. my god. Nickelodeon Radio. So yeah, it's a radio styled after Nickelodeon. What? I, you know what? I've also, I've also, I, I feel like people, people aren't going a bit wild as they should be with uh, the like fake swears. You know, you have like Frag or whatever, or is it Frack and GW? Mm. Frack and GW. Yeah. Uh, the new one in Star Wars is Dang Ferret, which I actually yeah. like a lot. Frog. Wizard, I mean, okay, I will say oh, Star Wizard's Wars, a good one. yeah, Wizard is actually, like, a genuinely great fucking, I, like, I, I would use that in real life. I actually sometimes do use that in real life, to be honest. I, I, that was in the most recent episode of The Mandalorian. He says Wizard. I love and that, I, I know. I, lo- I loved um, that. I was like, hell yeah. But, you know, I feel like they should, it should be, it should just be more aggressive, you know, something like Crunt. <laughs> what if you just combine two two swear words and just you what know, if you just oh, you, make a way like, where that's technically not a swear but just yeah, sounds terrible? Your fake slurs in your universe, or sorry, fake swears in your universe were actually just way more offensive. But, you know, like not really just not, not, just combine random words with the n word, and then you know, there we go. Just make super offensive sounding words. Just piss uh, everyone just, off. I was just thinking, so like, like, uh, font. Yeah, font would be a good one. <laughs> I'm writing that one down. Sorry. Let's see. Um, uh, kitsch. I guess that would be a good one. I think Seinfeld is a word. I, not the spelled the same. I know kitsch is actually a word, and I just realized that. Whatever. You've got it. You well, yeah. The problem is, is the sort of. I think I would like to make a case here that the universal sort of erswer that has to be in every uh, 
thing is bastard you really gotta have because i mean it's a it's you know it's just a technical definition you really gotta have that i think bastard's yep. like the coolest swear word that exists because like it's the mildest it's the... one as well i say it at children i like you know? i like i like the british i don't know sort if of it's like, good like for children i like the I, british I, swear yeah. bloody i like bloody a lot i hate nah, that it's, one it makes it's me too... feel like fucking ron weasley and harry potter does Ron Weasley ever say that? Yeah, yes, he says it all the time because it's like the safe swear. You know, Harry, oh, the, the bloody trans people are trying to use the magical bathroom. <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm being prodded by someone who's wearing a prid, like a pith helmet. Yeah, exactly. It, what do you call it? No, no, no. I, I think bastard is like it's so it's so like I mean I don't even register really as a slur or swear anymore. Like, um. I just oh. sort of, I just sort of Here's one people. that I think we can use. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. No, you carry on. I interrupted you. I I did a bad thing. I'm sorry. No interrupting. Um, um this podcast is now cancelled. Um that would be a sad okay. thing though. Skeletons wouldn't it. have bastard because Etch a sketch. No... Ooh, etch a sketch. That's not like I had right? an etch a sketch. We are going kinda long, so let's do like just a couple yeah, more and then wrap it up. Is, well, it's okay. No one's listening by now. I... Surely not. <laughs> Surely they couldn't have gotten through the like even... fifth or sixth skeleton fact. <laughs> I think people are listening to Warhammer. Yeah, this is We haven't um... said it once. I was talking about I <laughs> no tried one... to talk about it a little bit, but then you guys, guys were like, what about how... skeletons? This is, <laughs> the, the the problem here is, is how many episodes are we gonna do again before we admit that no oh, one Sonic Warhammer? Mountain Quest. Sorry, I I was too. But not liking Warhammer's an right. integral part of being in the Warhammer community. Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm so, okay. Well, look, I'll, I'll, I'll add something in, right? How come they don't give the Eldar the fair, the Jess Goodwin drew in the concept part? How come they didn't yeah, make the them Skitari? like furbies? Why didn't I don't the Skitari know why. get the fair in the in the just like sort of like you know we're talking about Yiddies things? Well, we're not, but we were talking sort of um, the, ca- the, the the new Chaos chosen get some for for which is all right. I'm not. T- I'm talking about. Le- I want leopard print. You know. Again, well, you can make it leopard print. Just paint it. It's not the same. Everything should have fur. If I ever it's, make it's, an it's, it's, game, everything's gonna have like leopard print. You know. And somehow I'm the furry here. Well, it's not gonna be a part of their bodies. I'm, that's not Yiddies. So. Just everyone's in a skin tight suit. Why didn't GW also do follow through on the whole their concept art and give everyone high heels as well? I don't know. It's sort of like it's sort of like going away from the eighties aesthetic to try to. Well, do no, its neither own thing. coming back because it's they're trying to give people on fucking nostalgia. Oh, that's so you, true. I, I just well, they finally made the new Eldar models, which you know look yeah. pretty good, but they're just yeah. like kind of the same as the last ones. It's I, you know Eldar. Do you guys remember the Macarena? Is that a nineties thing? thing? It is a nineties thick. Okay. The back is, Mac- is the Beanie Babies. Oh God, Beanie Babies is currency in a post-apocalyptic world would be great. Mm. All right, we're- Snake on your parents' phone. Do you guys remember Snake? Was this yeah, really so relatable? Is this, is this is this just? Do you remember this thing from the nineties? How do yeah. we make it into? Oh, so now you have a problem with it. Okay. It's I yeah I had a Nokia with Snake on it and the one where you hit the ball. So I actually had a PlayStation Two game that was supposed to be like this extreme version of that one where you have you know the the paddle 
and the ball and you you hitting the ball to hit, hit the bricks. That's so but good. it was like 3D and it was extreme. What about space adventure when you were like you you had like this little spaceship that would flew up and down and you and you fired and you hit things with your things and you went and there was a boss. I remember like the cool it's thing. It's like about a child Rocky describing games. something. You're like you're you just... fly and, the t- and things hit your things <laughs> and then and, 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 and then there was a space. There was nothing more to it than that, though. Like the wonderful mm. thing about the like these '90s games was that like the games were so shit, you expected there to be an Easter egg or something you didn't know. It was so mysterious, like right? Oh, because Pajama it was, Sam so was like '90s, wasn't it? Like late '90s, oh. Pajama Sam. I don't I know. Might early th- that might be early 2000s. But speaking oh. of Pajama Sam, what about Stretch Armstrong? Stretch I, thinking, I was sorry. I was thinking bananas and pajamas. Why we're is like have trying to have like, one of those in an RPG. God, we're like we're like trying to have three different conversations. All right, I bananas, think yeah. bananas <laughs> and pajamas. All right, I think uh, we found a good wrapping up point. Um, I think we should actually speak about the Eldar stuff, though. I mean, yeah, I have literally tried to derail everything that has the been Eldar, said today. The, the reason I like these models more than the usual stuff that GOE put out is because there's it's. Part of the elder aesthetic is you can't make them that detailed. Thank God, because mm-hmm. uh, you know GW is just if they're going insane here. Like they have like gorgeous thigh highs though. Like I the looked ranges. into it. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm currently I'm I, I, every every GW model GW put out. I'm more and more looking into buying a fucking four axis arm and attempting to create a, some sort of painting robot because it would probably get better results than I would at this point. I do. I'm, I am excited for more Corsairs. The Eldari Corsairs look really fun. Like that dude. Yeah. dude like it's like. Have we ever? Have they ever? When was the last Corsair model they put out? I don't think they. Corsair. Well, maybe. I don't even know what that is. The dinosaurs. Uh, they're they're the, space. They're Eldar space pirates. No, no, no. Oh. no. They're they're. Yeah. No wait. Sorry. Thing of the Exodites. Oh, the exit! The exodites would be great. I would love to see the exodites. I'm kind of sad that we don't see them here, but the corsairs are do, the one model they have revealed does look cool. I think Eldar would be pretty easy to make yourself. Just saying, oh, you know, God. You, you could probably sculpt some Eldar like digitally pretty easily. Oh, the new um, what 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 was his name? Oh, there's a there's a one of the models has the tactical rock. I think it's the same rock that Drizar, Jazar is on for the mm-hmm. Dark Eldar, like that weird like Eldar ruins. I don't, I, I don't. I, but yeah, I he's kind of like he fast. Oh yeah, I was I was gonna say um, the oh what's his name? I'm looking his name up. The new Avatar Kane looks cool. I'm glad it's not in fucking fine cast and now it has more weapon options. And it does have nice cool hair. It does have like some of that a little bit of fur like you were talking about. It does look very Jess Goodwin and I'm very happy about that. Or was it wasn't it based off of not the Jess Goodwin one, the other one? Well the thing is is that we were talking about it last time is a lot of the Eldar are like more directly based off of Jess Goodwin stuff just because they haven't really changed aesthetics in 2nd edition. Mostly because the models didn't, haven't don't changed in 2nd edition, yeah. We got like the new speeder bikes and all the, the new stuff. Um, is it me or is the new Tau something? Uh, the new Tau Codex just came out. There's like one there's one new Forge World one which 
I still don't even know why. Is there any reason behind why GW decided to make Forge World its own thing? Well, when did the Ravana and the the, the X one hundred nine and the X one hundred seven come out? I have no. I, I've never fucking seen these things. The X one hundred seven, I'm pretty sure, is the one that came out recently. It's the Forge World one. Fair enough. I was also going to say, like, the I, I'm going through like Warhammer community right now, and I saw this like article called meet cabanta the greater demon who nearly killed sanguinius uh, sanguinius twice and it's like you don't get prizes for second place here right like <laughs> yeah i still don't know. mean anything <laughs> jesus christ i see i still don't know why like like is there is like was there some lawsuit or something like that they had to split it up so like 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 are they pulling a Johnson and Johnson? I don't know why for old world is like its own thing, or were they like two companies like like combined together? I don't know mm, I have no idea. I think it's just more like it's just like you know some people well yeah kind of a a statement on like the tau the the biggest issue is just um. The pro- the problem is is that there, there's like a lot of power creep. Like now you have stuff with like ghost three and vulnerable saves, which is like seems a bit like very power creepy. Like event like it implies that there's going to be like a invulnerable invulnerable save. Like it's just going to get insane. Like there already is kind of an invulnerable invulnerable save so uh, in the form. Just of- take a brief second to acknowledge Zach messaged us saying why he couldn't make it. He says hers would. And the reason he gave for breaking his foot was one of the ceiling rats got inside, and I took a, a silly fall. It's just one of the ceiling rats, <laughs> not one of the wall rats either, or one of the floor rats. One of the ceiling rats. The rat. The rats are gentrified. They're yeah, mm. stratified. Fancy yeah. as fuck. Um. Also, the ash thing. I don't know what's going on with that. I thought I Necromunda was a giant hive world. I don't know why there's ash waste. Well, I mean, there's there's always there's, you. It's like a you gotta you gotta have your ash waste outside your giant hive city. It seems like they're trying to get in because like the new Fallout. Um... No, it's the it's them. Re, it's revamp. They're just trying to uh, what you call it? do Gorkamorka again. Literally, oh, yeah. Gorkamorka was just Necromunda rules slapped on top of. Uh, with vehicle rules added in, and that's why it was so janky. And again, and they're going to do it now, but in this this time, you're not going to be able to build your own models. You're not going to be able to build your own things. They're probably not going to do your own like separate bases or anything, or like models. Or it's mm-hmm. just going to be really pared down. I doubt it's going to be a, a lot of fun, to be honest. And uh, you know, I, at this point, I mean, like. It, 28 millimeter. The worst thing was the worst thing. What Gorkamorka really didn't work out with it was that 28 millimeters is kind of a terrible thing to do when you have like mod. No, Grimdark Future is a sequel. Oh my god, is it for real? 
No, I'm joking. Gasly. <laughs> Got why you. G- yeah, why aren't GW going to bring back? Oh, wait, did, did they already bring back the Chainsaw guy? Chainsaw Warrior or whatever? Who's Chainsaw Warrior? It's a, it's only the best GW property. It's by a man with it's by a man in space with a chainsaw. Oh, so like Warhammer? <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. It's Wait, is GW. this an actual thing? Or are you gaslighting yeah. me once again? No, seriously, GW. This isn't like Sugar Turf. Uh, GW own. Um, actually, ever we're gaslighting you all the time. Uh, this podcast doesn't is that exist. Silence. That silence isn't you realizing uh. that Sugar Turf isn't really a thing, is it? What's sugar test? I have no I idea what the fuck you guys are on that. about. I don't I... know. I'm I'm like smoking crack. Why I, am I, I fucking around my conception of reality? We're just voices in your head. We never exist. The accident happened oh, ten please. years ago. You're uh, you need to. I you mean, need think to about it. Would this? Who would really go all the bother of recording this in the nonsense? That's just ridiculous, Amber. You're yeah. Right. Why do we? Why do we do this? Like no one is listening. Is I should be doing. Yeah, actually, I mean, we've actually had a couple hundred. We're actually not doing bad. We have hundreds of views. No, of, do we? Do we have any regulars? Like, yeah. Uh, who name them? If you are, <laughs> should we get a fucking Patreon and just like whoever? I like, I don't believe you. Name one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have fans. Name them all. Uh... Is there like, having another episode, Amber? You're relapsing. I Got think we should... really exist. Amber, I people like should... you. Get over it. What? No, I am. Um, I absolutely do not believe any of this. Um, I think oh. what we should do is we should have a Patreon, right? And like whoever donates, we go to a fucking house and we like sit down for a meal with them and we take them out to like the fun fair or something. Oh, I was gonna say we go to their house and we extract their skeleton to get out their their uh, true identity. Yeah. Nah, can't yeah. really be release like that skeleton from a flesh prison or something. Mm-hmm. Whatever the meme is. All right, and with that, I think we're fine. I would just like to say, though, a hundred. I actually have a thing to admit: one hundred ninety-nine of those views are actually me uh, separating your voice tracks out so that I can feed them into an AI generator and eventually replace all of you. With uh, more it would be a more streamlined uh, show. Yeah, with with more. I would not PC be talking over too many people. We just all be talking about skeletons. Yeah, that's gonna be, that's gonna be the next one. Is uh, our new project, Skeleton Cast, six skeleton, skeleton cast into the Skeleverse. Oh, there's no, I've only flashed like one world in Bone World, so I can't there's wait to get like of skeletons. By... Yeah, by GW will buy, GW will buy the Bone World property and then sue um, you for making it. Hopefully, yeah. one it can is... hope. Your world is very reminiscent of um, 40k, actually. Oh, well, okay. You don't have to be mean about it. I'm I'm just fucking around. I have no idea. Oh, okay. All right. I think we've come. I, I'm starting to get a little bit tired. I think yes. we've... Stop recording. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, no, everyone. We need to go out on a joke. Oh. Uh, my life. Do you guys like my brother and my brother and me? They do like a uh, last Yahoo Answers thing. We should do a no. Q and A. Oh don't, my god, we should do a Q and A, friends. That's not, that's the biggest not, joke. Co- yeah, don't compare this to something like that's like comparing a fucking kid- napkin doodle to like the Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah, because no, no, I reckon we can so good. Take and their them podcast on. sucks. Exactly. We can uh, take them on. Um. 
All right. I, which, if you had to fist fight Wait, no, one of the Mimbam people, which one would you fist fight? I'm not. I fist fight all. That. I would. I, I would simply uh, fist fight all of them. No, I'm, I. I reckon I could. F- <laughs> you know what? No, it is quite hard to actually pick one out and be like, I could fuck this guy up. I so thought you were gonna say fuck this do. guy. I could fuck all of them as well. I would not do that actually, because I am in a committed relationship with someone I quite like. Hey, nice. All right, bye. The world of sound is governed by exact numbers. The world of vision is governed by exact numbers. Well, it's clear that it must.